Welcome to our time of prayer. I'm speaking to you, of course, from St. Joseph's on this rather damp uh, day. But we are looking forward over the weekend to celebrating in the midst of the summer the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate Mary, the mother of our Lord, whose yes to God changed her life as well as all of ours. At the end of her life on earth, she was raised to eternal life with her Son. She is forever our model, and her assent and faithfulness to God's will, her assumption, is an anticipation of our resurrection at the end of our life here on earth. And so, as we come together... We ask the Lord's mercy and forgiveness in our hearts and lives for the times we have not said yes to God. Lord Jesus, you have done great things for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, your mercy reaches to every generation. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are prompt in forgiving. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who assumed the Immaculate Virgin Mary, the mother of your Son, body and soul into heavenly glory, grant, we pray, that always attentive to the things that are above, we may merit to be sharers in her glory. And this we ask through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And we listen to uh, the second reading, which is from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. Death came through one man. And in the same way, the resurrection of the dead has come through one man. Just as all men die in Adam, so all will be brought to life in Christ. But all of them in their proper order. Christ is the first fruits, and then after the coming of Christ, those who belong to him. After that will come the end, when he hands over the kingdom up to God the Father, having done away with every sovereignty, authority and power. For he must be king until he has put all his enemies under his feet, and the last of the enemies to be destroyed is death, for everything is put under his feet. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Mary has been taken up into heaven. All the choirs of angels are rejoicing. Alleluia. And we now listen to a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and went as quickly as she could to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, 
Of all women you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honoured with a visit from the mother of my Lord? From the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she, who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit exalts in God my Saviour, because he has looked upon his lowly handmaid. Yes, from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed, for the Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And his mercy reaches from age to age for those who fear him. He has shown the power of his arm. He has routed the proud of heart. He has pulled down princes from their thrones and exalted the lowly. The hungry is filled with good things. The rich sent empty away. He has come to the help of Israel, his servant, mindful of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, of his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Like a lot of people, I've enjoyed the series The Crown, which traces the story of Queen Elizabeth uh, II, uh, from her marriage to Prince Philip through her coronation and all the way, I, I suppose, to um, more recent times. Recently I've caught up with the last of this series so far, which has been fascinating, as I could remember many of the events and the people featured for myself, unlike the earlier ones. For people like me, who have some memory of these things when they happened, this series invokes something of the emotion of that time, and it's interesting that so many of the things that were in sharp focus as a real crisis, we now look back on as history. Times move on, crises come and go, headlines today are footnotes tomorrow. We celebrate this weekend the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and this feast takes us from our today, with all its concerns, worries and crises, to look upwards and see the bigger picture and to recognise that all things are passing and God alone suffices. It puts aside our obsessions with chronological order, with minutes and hours, days and months, years and decades, and brings into the middle of summer a celebration of Easter. For what we celebrate today is not just the Virgin Mary assumed into heaven, but our hope for resurrection. And that is why we pray in the opening collect that we may be always attentive to the things that are above and so merit to be sharers in her glory. Mary reminds us that at the centre of our faith is a hope to be like her and to enter into heavenly joy when our pilgrimage here on earth has ended. In the Gospel today, we begin with Mary visiting her cousin Elizabeth. This is a very human event, set in time, and yet immediately we see that what happens is timeless. For Elizabeth tells Mary, of all women you are the most blessed. And Mary takes up this timeless theme as she proclaims the greatness of the Lord in what we call the Magnificat. In this, Mary acknowledges that all generations will call me blessed because the Almighty has done great things for me. 
Mary recognises that in God's choice of her and her yes to do his will, this is not just something of the moment, an effort to meet with the crises of today, but that her bearing the word made flesh in her womb and bringing Christ into the world changes the course of world history forever. Her Magnificat is a revolutionary proclamation that what is coming about through her will affect the world and will affect people forever. Mary's Magnificat proclaims, whilst looking back to Abraham, are looking forward to a different way of living and being for all time, and speaks of three revolutions of God in the world, reaching from age to age. Firstly, he has routed the proud of heart. This is a moral rev revolution, for which Christ, for with Christ there is the death of pride. And when we set our lives beside Christ, it tears from us our pride, as his light reveals our true identity and our absolute need of God. Our actions change as we ourselves base our lives on him and his gospel, and we find a new humble way of living as we see ourselves as we really are before God. Secondly, he has pulled down princes from their thrones and exalted the lowly. This is the social revolution, for our faith in Christ puts an end to the world's labels and prestige, for now no person is worthless because Christ died for all. And thirdly, the hungry is filled with good things and the rich sent empty away. This is an economic revolution, for in a world with all its different economic systems that have at their heart always the belief that what matters is what I possess and what I can get, whereas to have faith in Christ is to recognise that we cannot dare to have too much while others have too little. It's easy to read through the Magnificat and see it as lovely sentiments, but it is a revolution that changes so much of the world's preconceived ideas and obsessions. Mary recognises that what she agrees to becomes part of that will change her life and change the world too. Today we celebrate that this revolution is fulfilled in Mary, assumed into heaven, and that it is to be filled, fulfilled in us when our moment of history is over. And so, we pray. We bring our prayers before God, who casts down the mighty and lifts up the lowly and fills the hungry with good things. We pray that Mary's song of praise to the Lord will become the song of the church renewed in its mission. We pray for peace throughout the world, that nations end their ways of violence and destruction, and for an end to international arms trading. And we continue to pray for all those troubled parts of the world, especially for the people of Beirut. And we pray for the great reversal of fortunes of which Mary spoke, so that the mighty are cast down and the lowly raised. And for those raising children in difficult circumstances, that they may find in Mary's inspiration and encouragement a great hope and encouragement for themselves.
And we pray for all the young people who have received their exam results this week, for those whose hopes are dashed, and for those who rejoice that all so many options open up in their life. And that people of all ages of life, especially the unborn and the elderly, would be blessed in the love of Mary and Elizabeth. And we trust in God's promise of mercy, as Mary did, and share the mercy with one another. And that God will hear the prayers we make in the silence of our hearts. We join then our prayers with Mary, the Mother of God, and all the saints, as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Merciful God, look with favour on us as we look, as you looked with favour on the Blessed Virgin Mary. Listen to our prayers and grant them according to your will. And this we ask through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you for ever and ever. Amen. Together now we pray in the words that Jesus, our Saviour, gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of prayer and this time of coming together across our parish of Holy Family. A time when we recognise that whether we're in church, whether we're in our homes, we're all part of one family together. I pray that as you go forward into the week, you will have a good week, a blessed week, and be always at peace, knowing that the Lord is with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us remain in that peace of Christ, which passes all understanding. Amen. Thank you and goodbye.